Welcome to the Detailing Detectives Podcast, where we talk about the real issues facing business owners in the detailing industry. Here is your host, Craig Brigham. Cool. Hello and welcome to Series 1, Episode 2 of the Detailing Detectives Podcast. I'm Craig and in this episode we're going to be talking about the implementation of systems in your detailing business and how it can make a positive impact. Today I'm very privileged and honoured to be joined by our first ever guests, Michael and Chris from Eurable. Woohoo! Thank Hello. you! <laughs> well, welcome to the podcast. So um, before we get dived into this episode, uh, do you want to introduce yourselves and give us a bit of an introduction on yourselves and your able, please? Sure. sure. Chris, why don't you lead off? All right. So my name is Chris Avens. I am one of the co-owners of your able, uh, which is business management software specifically for the detailing business. Um, and a little bit of background on your able itself. We are a family owned and operated business. Uh, this guy here, Michael, is my father and our CEO. Um, so uh, us two and my brother, Kyle, um, are the uh, three owners of the platform. Yeah, and, uh, so this is Michael. Hi, everybody. Um, I came into this after having a 30-year career um, in mostly large businesses um, in healthcare. Um so I was able to kind of have the, the good fortune to see how world-class companies dealt with business challenges. And more often than not, that required the creation of unique business systems to solve those challenges. Um, so, you know, I've got 30 year history of that. I'm not an IT guy. I'm a, more of a, a business person. I was the president of the company I retired from just to give you a little bit of a scale. Um, as to kind of where I was in the executive ranks. Um, so, you know, I, I retired and the kids actually came up with the idea of starting a niche-oriented custom software development company um, because they had collaborated together on building a custom CRM for the company that I was running. Um, and had a really fun time doing it. Um, so they called a family meeting about, you know, four months into my retirement. And that was the end of my retirement. <laughs> you know? Don't act like you don't love it. <laughs> so, you know, it was, it was literally the family meeting around the kitchen table kind of thing. Right. Um, so I had a, you know, an extended vacation. I like to refer to my retirement. Um, uh, but yeah, it's been absolutely um, rewarding in every way imaginable from you know, just being able to give back to the entrepreneurial community with all the stuff that I've been exposed to over so many years um, and be able to mentor and, you know, show my kids what it's like to build a business from scratch and build it and run it like you mean it. Like it's more about the money. Um, you really, you know, put your heart and soul into it. I mean, you know, Craig, you're running a family business. And I mean, I think most people in this industry are in a similar situation. It's it's rare that it's kind of got corporate backing. It's usually just a family-oriented um, operation. So, you know, we wanted to make this something really special and be generational for, for our family. Um, so that's kind of what led us to, to do this. I'm a car enthusiast, so when the kids came up with the idea to do something around this development side, I know they thought I was going to say something in healthcare because I'm pretty well connected, but I said, let's do detailing. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what ultimately led to your able. It's kind of funny. Yeah. So just, just touching on that. So um, part of what I know of, of your able is the whole idea of going into detailing was through a bad experience of, you know, having your car detailed without these type of systems in place. Is yeah, right? I, I, yeah I, I could come at it from a completely different perspective. You know, um, I'm a car enthusiast and I tend to be a little different than a lot of car enthusiasts and that I'm a long term owner. Like I get into a car that I want to get and I keep it for a long time and I drive the wheels off that thing. I mean, I'm taking it to the racetrack. I'm taking it on long road trips. I squeeze everything out of my cars. So I am very heavily oriented on the 
protection side of things and have been for decades. Um, so, yeah, so I didn't really think a whole lot of it. You know, I, I interacted with a bunch of different detailing, high-end detailing businesses, and, and the services that I always got were phenomenal, right? Absolutely mm-hmm. loved it. But the experience around it as just a consumer and as a business executive that's like used to seeing how world-class systems, you know, run, it just wasn't there. But I didn't think anything of it, honestly, at the time. It wasn't until the kids came up with this idea, you know, literally years later, a light bulb just went off and I thought, oh my God, I can take all this stuff I've learned over 30 years and kind of move the needle at an industry level. Um, by just by just shoring up and and kind of bringing big company thinking into the entrepreneurial market of detailing, that was really what led to it. Yeah, um, obviously, from my kind of background, when we started, I think we we've just gone into our seventh year. So um, we actually started using Google Calendar when we first started, um, just you know to put appointments in, just to kind of keep an eye on what what we were kind of doing times and stuff but there was no customer interaction with that it was just case of you know this is you know the google calendar this is just our our appointments um and then facebook brought out the um appointment uh thing or through their messaging service so we then started using that which linked with google calendar so that was kind of a step up um which kind of notified the customer but that only worked if the customer came through Facebook, didn't work on any other platform, you know, as if they wrong, you know, made a phone call. Um, so then we had issues with that. Um, and then we went onto a different platform and I can't remember the name of it, um, which was good. Um, and that kind of messaged the client to say, yeah, this is your appointment. And it sent them a reminder. Um, but you couldn't adjust any of that. Um, it was there. And that kind of helped with that customer experience, but there was not a lot of creativity, should I say, in that kind of app. And that lasted us a good two years, um, although it was expensive. Um, you got to pay for text messages. So um, we got to a, a couple of situations where we were turning up to jobs and customers went there and realizing that the text messages had run out and actually we'd just not paid the bill. So we had to go <laughs> on and buy them. You know, we had to go on and buy them. You had to, you know, click it down and you, you bought like 60 or a thousand text messages, which that's great, <laughs> but you don't know how long that's going to last, you know, could last a week, yeah. it could last a month uh, or a quarter. So, so we had, we had some fun implementation issues there and we've tried other platforms um, as well. And then I think it was, um, I think you guys, 2019, did you guys like do your massive thing at SEMA? Yeah, I think it was 2019 was our sort of uh, unofficial launch. Yeah. Um, really, when we came onto the scene. Yeah. Yeah, so I think it was um, early January. Um, Stuart uh, Bocock at ProTech Detailing, um, he started using it. I don't, I don't know how he found you guys, but um, <laughs> he started using it. And every time I spoke to him, it's like, oh, you need to use this app, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, no, yeah it sounds good. <laughs> but, you know, what's it like? Still fairly new. There's not much around about it and then um in lockdown um we decided to just give it a go and uh, i think that was the 5th of july and my wife was uh shielding at home so she couldn't she couldn't work and work with just basically paying her so uh i said oh yeah we're gonna set up this new app uh how do you fancy doing something in your spare time so she set the entire app up. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, I, 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 I've had limited uh, knowledge of actually setting the thing up. She implemented <laughs> all the customers and stuff. Um, so that's how I started to to use it. Um, and say it's just two years to the day since uh, we were first built for it. Which um, yeah, never looked back. And you guys have just developed it. Well, it's it's a completely different app from when we started, which is is great. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so, when you uh, say, Michael, that you'd obviously had um, this with these systems that weren't in place, and obviously the that customer experience wasn't there, what type of things had you 
come across which you could already see the improvements in? Oh, so, I mean, the big things that I thought really needed to be addressed, um, and I confirmed that through the whole beta testing process, because mm-hmm. we recruited probably, oh, probably close to 30 different um, uh, detailing businesses of all different sizes, some mobile, some really large shop-based, and doing a whole range of services, from simple stuff to PPF. Um, so we really tried to get a good broad brush view of the industry as a whole and the challenges that they were facing. Um, They were a little bit different across the spectrum, as you can well imagine, Uh, but there were commonalities across all of them as well. And some of the commonalities were struggling with scheduling and internal operations. That was a hassle for everybody. They were all struggling with that kind of thing. And a lot of that had to do with just, just simple stuff like visibility. Like the techs understanding what's coming and, you know, what they're supposed to be doing on any particular car. Um, Mm -hmm. So there was just a lot of, um, you know, kind of haphazard communications that took place within the operation for that. Um, And then there was just the huge gap on being able to do anything around customer retention. Mm -hmm. Um, It it seemed like the, the entire industry was focused on nothing but new customer acquisition. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of that. Yeah. Uh-oh. <laughs> we lost him this, this, early, lost him. This, this early in the podcast. Oh, my God. Sorry for everyone, everyone at home. Where uh, Michael's just frozen. Um, well, at the very least, I can continue on with his thought because I know what he's going for. Well, let's uh, carry on. Let's go for I it. I might as well just carry on. I'm uh, Michael 2.0 here. Uh, <laughs> so basically what he was saying, it looks like he's probably going to start his computer over. Um, okay. it, it really felt like everybody was focused on customer acquisition. And it, and it felt like that was um, kind of where like all the money was going. People were paying yeah. to get new leads. And, and that was an expensive thing to pay for. We saw some of the prices on that. And, uh, you know, we just felt like there was a really big gap there. Um, where customer retention was really not a focus at all. Um, it was, you know, you have this gold mine of a customer list that you already have, and it's like it wasn't even being touched. I mean, my dad, for one, you know, he's had, you know, nice cars, cars for a while. He's been, uh, you know, getting them detailed, and nobody ever reached out to him again after, you know, he got his car detailed. But he had another cool car that he would also probably like to get detailed. And, you know, there's other services that he could be interested in. He was a prime person um, to be contacted again. Um, but so, Yeah, and I've, I've seen that quite a lot. And um, my business is kind of slightly different to some of the studio-based detailers that are out there. But um, the majority of them, and we saw this over the last, you know, the last couple of years where new cars aren't available. Um and if you just always market to that single person that you want new customers all the time mm-hmm. and you rely on that new custom coming through the door, in three years' time when they change their car, they're literally just going to go on Google and put in car detailing. They're not yeah. going to go, oh, Michael down the road did it for me. I can go there. Yeah. Um, he's really good, you know. He's kept in contact, blah blah. blah. They're just going to go on Google, <laughs> or, exactly. or yell, or whatever, and and find somebody else, mm-hmm. and they're just going to click and they're going to do the research again. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like the the problem that um, you kind of solve there is obviously if you keep, you know, messaging every six months or whatever, you, your car needs this or whatever, or hey, how are you doing? You know, you, you build that relationship. Exactly. And I I think that was a big focus that, uh, you know, for us early on was allowing, you know, our users to form relationships with their customers. Um, It doesn't need to be just this transactional thing. You know, you come in once, you get paid, and that's that. Um, We want this to be something where you have lifelong customers, um, and, and those customers will be more willing to spread the word about that business because they had such a positive experience. Um, and really, customer retention, um, from just a cost standpoint, is a hell of a lot cheaper than customer acquisition, um, especially with yeah, how, <laughs> especially with how we built it out in your able, um, and and we do have specific functions around that that basically allow you to automate all of your 
service follow-up messages, um, whether it's just, you know, reaching out as a courtesy, you know, thank you so much for your business. We really appreciate it. We offer these other services, you know, whatever you want to say there, all the way to, hey, you know, we recommend, a, you know, 30-day checkup after this initial visit. Use the link below to pick a time that works for you. So anywhere within that spectrum of, of follow-up messages can all be automated through your ABLE. Um, and it's really just a way to just stay at the top of the customer's mind, exactly like you said, you know, like if they're thinking about car detailing and, uh, you know, they're going to go straight to Google, unless you've already been at the top of their mind by just reaching out to them. Um, and then they're going to be like, oh yeah, I remember that business. That was a good experience. Like maybe I'll bring my other car in. Um, so it's just such an easy way to, you know, make use of your customer list that you've already worked so hard to build. Yeah. And the, I, I guess the, um, kind of important thing about having systems like this is with all these follow-up messages, it, it's work you don't have to do. So it's saving you time as well. There he is. We've got Michael back. Holy cow. <laughs> well, we did say we're going to do this in a one-take wonder. So, you know, we're going to leave all that in because I think that's, you know, Oh, my God. Everything just flashed and boom, dark. <laughs> Goodness. Well, you know what? I, I carried on with your thoughts. So I think we nailed the customer retention. Oh, 100%. 100%. Nice. I'm sure you did. <laughs> God, so sorry, you guys. That was crazy. No, it's all right. Look, like you're the first guest we've had on the podcast. We're the first time we're using this platform. That something was going to go wrong. But, you know, it's fine. It's, yeah, this is, this is yeah, how the world works. Nothing's easy. Everybody's got their air conditioning on because it's so stinking hot out. So I think it overwhelmed things. <laughs> so, yeah, we were just talking about client retention and um, how how Im important that is to, you know, not market to continually new customers. Mm -hmm. um, and how cheaper it is to, you know, go back to the ones you've already got. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, and, and, you know, the thing is, it's such a labor intensive process to try and do that if you don't have a system to kind of carry that load. Yeah. Um, so it's not that people didn't want to focus on customer retention and interact with their past customers. It's just they didn't have the bandwidth or the systems to figure out how to do it. You know, it, it was really that simple. So those were the, the two big things that we wanted to solve first. Let's deal with internal operations mm -hmm. and shore that up. And then let's deal with customer retention so they can take advantage of people who have already had an experience with them and has already spent money um, so that they can take a little bit of the pressure off the need for, you know, new customer acquisition. Well, and to build on that too, I think another thing that we really wanted to, uh, you know, tackle with your able was leveling up the experience to match the level of the services with a lot of these mm -hmm. shops, especially high end shops, they're dropping off some nice cars there and they want to feel good about that decision. Um, you know, they don't want to, you know, be working with a business that, you know, has a handwritten calendar, they're handwriting invoices, you know, that's going to make anybody with a nice car pretty nervous. Um, so to, to have a system um, sort of built around the, the excellent service that's being provided, I think just puts the customer at ease a bit more and makes them feel very good about that decision and makes them feel good about paying a premium price for the service that they're receiving. It is a great service, but to have a great experience around it, um, I think just kind of matches with those services and, and just kind of enhances the entire experience. Definitely. Yeah, that's such a great point too, because we've seen everyone within the Eurable community be able to raise their prices mm. simply because they are delivering a higher level of value. They could be delivering the exact same level of service that they had been, but it, but everything comes comes from them in such a more professional manner mm. um, that people are happy to pay the money. Um, you know, because they're they're experiencing something that's frankly it's unexpected within this industry. Definitely. I mean, um, just going back to, um, I'm just thinking about a post that was on a, a local Facebook group the other day, um, and it was somebody just asking about mobile car valet and detailing, um, and this one lady had put up a comment, and she's never used us before. I've 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 looked through our customer list, and the name doesn't ring any bell. But she basically said, "Oh, well, you can use." you know, company X, they're, they're pretty good. Uh, they'll go through, they'll, they'll clean your car. Um, or if you want like 
the nth degree of your car cleaning with the professional services that come with it and you know blah blah then use the detail detectives which is obviously us uh, and as you put but you will pay a premium for this but it's well worth it <laughs> and i was like this person's never used us but kind of knows exactly the route we want to go down and i was like this is amazing <laughs> so i mean that came off on a really um actually flagged up on a after a really bad day that i had and i was like oh amazing we're 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 marketing and this has all been built out without actually doing anything. It's people that have never used us that are using it. And it's great. Exactly. And I, I think some of that plays into just the psychology of people and people want other people to think that they're cool and that they mm. are smart. And if they're going to recommend something, they want it to seem like the cool, smart thing to recommend. And if your service is coming off as cool and smart, then they're going to feel cool and smart for recommending it. So it's very basic stuff. It's basic psychology, but that can really help with just word of mouth marketing. And if you have a cool experience built around really excellent services that you're providing, people are going to want to talk about it and they're going to want other people to go to it. So then they think that, you know, that original person is very cool. <laughs> That's it. It's, you know, high school. <laughs> yeah. <basically. laughs> um, just another experience that I've kind of had with using um, an app like yourselves is uh, we've through having the system we've been able to to hire and take on an employee and um, in my my business I, I can't sit there and watch them every day um, you know I'm throwing them out into a van they're going out and you know five six customers a day the the app for me and uh, this is what a lot of the other apps didn't so like square yeah you can do quite a lot of things that you're able to but it doesn't do any of this so you know I could implement a checklist in there so I know what he's done. I can look in the inspections and I can see the photos before and after so I can see if he's missed anywhere. So if the customer rings up and goes, ah, this wasn't done, I can go, well, hang on a minute. Just bear with me a second. While you're on the phone, I can have a look at the job. I can look through the checklist. And it's been quite interesting because there's been a few situations where customers tried to catch us out and actually I've got the job in front of me and I was like, Oh, I'll just send you the inspection. You know, you've signed to say that this is all <laughs> all right. And you've, you've signed the photos. The photo is fine. What you're saying the issue is, is clearly not an issue in this photograph. So unless this photo was taken years ago, which, you know, impossible. Um, you know, it was raining today. It's, it's raining on this picture. It's, it's definitely there. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that, that yeah, for me is, date stamped. yeah. And that's the thing. That's, that's the thing that's kind of released a lot of pressure from me. Um, you know, I know there's a lot of people within um, this community that are listening to this podcast, which are at that point where they're wanting to expand and take people on that might be in the same industry as me. And things like this, you know, being able to take that step back and know that you've got the systems there that can help you kind of relax and know that actually, yeah, they're doing what they should be doing really helps. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, and it's a level of confidence that you can have in scaling an operation, too. It's like the, the last place that I worked at, um, it was a kind of a failing home infusion business, very complex area of medicine. Um, and I think I was a, like the 34th, 35th employee at this place. It was a disaster when I went over there. Um, when I retired, we had over 900 people. So I can't even tell you the amount of systems that we needed to like build as we went. And some things, you know, I'd get it put in place and I think, oh, this is great. And then we'd add another, you know, 300 patients into the mix and it would completely overwhelm what we had already built. <laughs> so then you have to tear it down and, you know, build something again. So, you know, there's a lot of uh, nimbleness that I think having a, having good systems in place affords you when you're scaling. You don't need to hit the center of the bullseye all the time because you've got a solid foundation, That's right? It. So, Focus on, you know, enrolling people in kind of the mission of the business and trust the system to kind of maintain the operations for you. That's it. And it's going to save you time as well in the long run, isn't it? I mean, um, one, one of the biggest things where people ask me about um, Eurable itself is, um, well, it looks very complicated to set up. And I always say, look, it will it will take you a while to set it up. But once it's set up, it's just so straightforward. You know, yes, it's going to take you, you know, um, 
if, if your customers aren't in the database already, it's going to take you a while to input, you know, input all that information. Um, but once that's there, that's fine. You know, yeah, I mean, it's all good. Less, we, we do try to streamline quite a bit of the setup process. Um, you know, I offer uh, demos um, mm-hmm. and take people through one-on-one video calls um, to help them get things set up. And that should really only take about an hour to get the basic stuff set up to have it running. Um, as far as having customer contact information in there, we do have imports for that. So that can really be done in the matter of a couple of seconds. Uh, I would say the longest portion of the setup process would be getting at uh, more of the hard hitting mm-hmm. features like those uh, customer retention features that we were talking about. Yeah. You know, it'll take some time to build out, you know, an ideal process that you want to take your customer through from the absolute start, you know, scheduling the service all the way through, you know, maybe even years following that service and still hitting them with, you know, certain messages based on that original service that they received. So that will take some time to build those out. And, you know, it should take a little bit of time. You want to think that out. You want to, you know, kind of figure out what your golden process would be for your customers. Um, Because once you get that set up, it's a once and done. And then that runs in the background and you never need to think about it again. Um, so that portion of it, you know, maybe a little bit, but for the most part, we do try to make the, the setup process fairly easy. Yeah. I mean, one of the things I've, yeah, but- I've been saying is, um, you know, just do it as you go along. So, you know, set, 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 set things up so you can put your products and services in there and you can mm-hmm. tweak it and just, just try it as you get going. So, you know, just if you've got a customer that's booking in on that day, put it into the system mm-hmm. and yeah, I'm 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 quite good. I've got a form on my website which collects all the data, and then I just input all that, so um, I don't have to rely on um, writing things down or whatever. It's all electronically submitted, um, so I just tie that in and and load that into your able, and, and boom, I've got all their information and know where I'm going. You know, it's it's great. Um, so that's kind of well, what now. I'm, I mean, with. With Zapier now, because we've got Zapier integrated yeah. in there. So, so, so many people have already jumped on that because lots of people have lead generation forms and things like that on their website. And now you can just have that create your customer directly in your able. So you don't have to do anything anymore, right? The customer inputs their information in the system, automatically has it in there, and you know they're listed as a new client. And, and start it's quite, quite funny you brought that up because that's one of the things on my list of things to do um, when I actually get five minutes <laughs> is to uh, <laughs> is to get that integrated. Um, everything's all there, right? The website and everything can do it. So yeah, it's yeah. like I was saying earlier, where where you were in 2019 and where you are now is completely completely different. Yeah. Well, let me talk a little bit about just like the personal investment into Perfect. like getting, you know, moving your business into a systemized approach. Um, I mean, it's a serious step that you're taking as a business owner at that point. Um, it should be something like Chris said, that you you take that on in a thoughtful manner. It shouldn't be something that you can just click a button and you're off on a system. No, if it's a robust system, it is going to take an investment on your part. And a lot of just mental, you know, um, thought and blood, sweat and tears to figure out what is that perfect process that I want to execute and then have the system execute it for everyone flawlessly. Mm -hmm. Um, So invest the time in it. Um, To give you just a little perspective on this, I implemented an ERP system at the last company that we were at. It was about two and a half million just to buy the system itself, three and a half million to customize it to actually run. It took us a solid year to implement one of six modules in that system. And that was the finance module. A year, right? So that is how much effort, you know, large companies put into this type of thing. Obviously, you guys don't need to do that. We make it pretty simple to get um, everything up and running pretty quickly. Uh, But don't take it like it's a trivial thing. This is a serious system. It's got a lot of a lot of horsepower. So you know, treat it like that. I mean, it's inexpensive, but it's worth a lot more than what we're charging. So it's sophisticated right to the core. Um, so take the time and make it make it your own. Definitely. And the, the value is definitely there. The value is definitely there. And one of the things, and you'll know this, Chris, after some of the, the uh, teething problems that we had is uh, you learn as you go. So, you know, you do, you do come across things that you go hang on why is that not working and you know but the the thing i like most about you guys is you're you're always 
there you you're quite quick in in the support element you're a small team you know everybody knows each other and you, everybody can see everything it's, it's it's great you know there's no oh well we'll we'll see you in three days and we'll get a response to you it's <laughs> no like i mean there, i mean there's times where it's been less than 10 minutes and i've had an answer resolve the problem and everything and i'm like but surely you would have been doing something at that time you can't have just like but that's just yeah <laughs> We keep ourselves busy, but that that was really something that we were thoughtful about when hmm. we initially launched because there's really nothing more annoying than a software company that you can't get in touch with. Um, and sadly, 100%. that's very prevalent um, for software companies. It's like, yeah, we'll respond to your email in seven to 10 days. <laughs> like maybe we'll think about adding stuff in here. Probably not. Um, we wanted to make sure that you know, first and foremost, we were forming relationships with our users. We didn't want this to be a transactional thing. Um, and, you know, we wanted this to be something where our users felt like they were part of a community and they felt like they could come to us and what they were saying, we were listening to. Um, you know, that's how we've gotten. You're able to the point where it's at today. Everything that you're seeing. And like you said, we've changed quite a bit since 2019. Bit. And just Everything that you're seeing in here is just directly from having conversations like the one that we're having right now, conversations that I get to have every day with my demos, conversations through our live chat. Um, and our mission with You're Able is really just to listen to what you guys have to say and implement that as quickly and um, as intelligently as we can. And, Definitely. and I think that's what has set us apart from a lot of our competitors, um, you know, just the fact that we are listening and um, we want to make this uh, system as perfect as possible um, for all of our users. It's, it's quite interesting you brought that up because that's what I was just about to jump in and say that I'd experienced some of the other um, platforms before, obviously coming to you. And when when we were looking and we were running trials, we, we you know we did it. You don't just do it on one; you do it on a couple. And you know that's kind of what set you apart. To kind of start with is the fact that the support element is there. Um, I mean, I know I've, I've spoken to, I think everybody, I've, I'm the only person I don't think I've spoken to in your team yet is Taylor, but that's because she started yesterday. So, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah. this is what I mean. I mean, it's, it's, it's all good. It's, um, it, you, it, that family element and the, the support is, is, is great. Um, well, that's one of the things, you know, that we're, pretty hyped on is yeah. you could bring family values into your business when it's a family business. Um, I love that aspect of it, you know, and when we, you know, the three of us in particular sat down and talked about, you know, what kind of company do we want to run? You know, I mean, we could have been like the wizard of Oz and be the people behind the curtain that nobody ever interacts with, or we could be right out there, you know, hand in hand with people. And that is the company that we wanted to be. Uh, because a lot of the entrepreneurs that go into this industry, and I, I don't mean this pejoratively, they just don't know what they don't know. Mm. And, you know, I've been exposed to so much stuff over three decades in large companies. I thought, well, you know, I can take that to the grave with me and it doesn't do anybody any good. right? <laughs> so this is a chance to like get some of that out and have other people benefit from, you know, the good fortune that, that I've had through my career. Definitely. So, um, obviously, I've seen through um, the pro user group the obviously the feedback that some of uh, the detailers have put in. You know, good and bad, and you you kind of take on board everything that gets thrown at you, which is is great. What kind of feedback are you getting from users? I, mean, I know you've got users all over the world. I know there's quite a few in the UK and um, US. Obviously, I, I, how many users have you actually got now? Because obviously, I've, I mean, I've not been on a live for a while so this this could be a big number from what i'm expecting i'll be honest um i, I mean well, i think uh, we prefer we... to keep the information a little broad that's, that's fine um, but i will say uh we did hit a big milestone a couple months Good. ago that that we're quite proud of um and we uh we surpassed our thousand businesses um using your that, able, that's, so, that, that's, um... that's good enough for me <laughs> that's good enough for me <laughs> And I mean, you know, we've got a bit of a scoop for you guys tonight. We just released the app in New Zealand and Ireland. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so we get we get calls from all over the world about you know wanting to get your able into you know this country or that country. Mm-hmm. Um, it's quite a regulatory um, you know hurdle for us to get over and do this. Um, in particular, around the automated communications, that is quite um, you know quite a regular a regulated industry. Yeah. Um, so we got to be really careful. Every country is a bit different. Obviously, you've got different tax laws and currencies and all that. And, phone structures. Um, so it's not a trivial endeavor to just, you know, like enter a country. Um, so Ireland and New Zealand were the, the ones that we just launched today. So we're looking forward to helping out more businesses in these countries because they've been asking. Yeah. So yeah. now we got our chance to get out there. I put a post out in the IDA group actually today about this um, and just let them know, you know, we're finally out. <laughs> yeah. I, th- I think that's where I saw it. Um, uh, it must have been probably twelve months ago now. Um, it pro- actually, I think it came off the back of one of the um, the midweek calls that I did. Um, we were talking about systems in business in detailing, and uh, I think one of the lads from there was from Ireland, and he was like, "Oh, I've, I've messaged them; that they're not coming to Ireland yet." And so he'll, he'll be thrilled because he, he was so prompt to get involved, and I sent him the link and everything. It was like, "Yeah, yeah, uh, no, I can't use it." So now it's going to be like, "Yeah." Um, so I need, I need to find out who that was because, um, yeah, it's, it's probably you've probably already got him on your list. So uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure he'll have already signed up because he was desperate to, like 12 months ago. So. <laughs> well, I mean, you asked about, you know, the feedback that we get. And I mean, um, you know, just from my perspective, that's been the most heartwarming aspect of, of this entire journey that we've been on. Um, we've, we've really touched a lot of lives. Um, Mm -hmm. and Chris isn't kidding when, you know, she says, you know, we, we want to have relationships with our, our user community. I don't want this to be a transactional kind of business. We want to be involved. Mm -hmm. Um, so just the amount of people that share incredible stories with us and, you know, they're, they're, they're finally in a position where they feel comfortable enough to, you know, buy a new car or get a house or, you know, have a kid or get married, you know, all these big milestones. And, you know, we, we feel a piece of that success for them. So that's been really heartwarming for me. And I know Chris hears stuff all day long, every day. Yeah, for sure. It's been really rewarding. And I think we all feel quite blessed to, to be, you know, in a career that feels this fulfilling. Um, and, and I mean, this is really hats off to our users. Um, I, I can't say enough lovely things about our users. And, and uh, even just last night, we had someone uh, on a podcast that we were on um, talking about how using your able has finally freed up enough time for him to take his like first vacation in like three years. And wow. he was telling us about the vacation he went on with his family and, you know, the memories that he has from that and, you know, thanking us for freeing up that time for him. And it was just like, oh, my God, like that. That's just really incredible. And we just feel so lucky to be a part of this and to be surrounded by so many lovely people. And we, you know, refer to this as the Urable family because that's ultimately what it feels like to us. You know, these are all, you know, family members Like we, we want to hear your voices. We want you to get involved. We want to get to know you. Um, and, and ultimately, you know, kind of bring you into the fold here. And this is ultimately what birthed the, uh, your stories. Mm. Um, that's like our, uh, sort of documentary series that we've been releasing. Um, and that's been such a blast for us. Cause that's, you know, as hands-on as it gets, that's going out, um, to, to some of our users getting to hear their story, um, because everybody has one, everybody, you know, started somewhere, um, and some of these stories are just so inspirational. We just love that series to death. Um, and, and we want to definitely continue that. Maybe get, make it out to the UK. That could be fun. We could do a Your Story series out there. <laughs> Hopefully eventually everywhere. Yeah, I, I would love that. I mean, and we're not kidding around with these things. This isn't like podcasty, you know, uh, stuff like with cell phones, <laughs> right? I mean, this is like we've got a, a Emmy, Emmy Award winning film crew that we actually work with and we fly them all over the country. Um, it's all on, on us. Uh, we don't charge the businesses a penny. Um, we actually host them for dinner like the night before them and their family and their team. Cause we want to like, you know, break the ice with them, really get to know them well. And then uh, we film for a couple of days at their shop and, you know, with their, 
spouses or significant others and kids and whatnot. Um, and it's, that's just been, that's been something for an old man like me, that, that, that is the cherry on top of it for me. I mean, really, it, it is uh, so heartwarming and just moving on so many levels. And I never in a million years would have thought, you know, I'd be able to experience this, you know? Uh, so I, I'm just so thankful. Mm-hmm. Um, Coming back the, to your, uh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say the detailing community, I've, I've noticed this, especially with my role as UK president over the last uh, 18 months, the, the community can be um, bad, but it can also be, and the, the stuff I've seen is, is, is very heartwarming and, and that family orientated. Um, I mean, the friends and stuff that I've made over the last 18 months and are not just like friends for, you know, six months or whatever. These are friends for life, you know, that do check in on a mm-hmm. weekly basis, make sure you're all right and things. So when, when you go and you do these, and I've, I've seen some of your, um, your, your stories uh, on the YouTube channel and stuff that you can see they're well put together and, you know, there's thought and stuff gone into them, but they're real. They're not, scripted mm-hmm. and fights oh it's all real and you can see that and that's mm-hmm. that's what it's all about yeah well and i wanted to revisit your initial question because just in case you're <laughs> asking more about uh like actual feedback about the app mm-hmm. yeah go <laughs> for it just cool. feedback in general um although that that feedback is great too um i i would say another thing that i think tends to put people a little bit at ease because not everybody is super comfortable with technology and i think implementing new systems, especially if you're coming from, you know, handwriting invoices, Mm. um, that can be a really daunting task and you can just really easily get overwhelmed. Um, But I would say, uh, you know, one of the biggest pieces of feedback that we get um, very consistently is the user interface and how easy it is to use. And we were quite purposeful with that as well. And um, this is really hats off to Kyle, my brother, who is our developer. Um, we we got really blessed. We're related to a world class developer, <laughs> so good for us, I guess. Um, but he has a real eye for the user interface, and with every new feature that we release, he's so so careful um, to make sure that it's something that is still very intuitive. It's not overcomplicating the system, um, and and we plan to continue on that path. So I think that um, just from a usability standpoint that puts a lot of people at ease because then it's not something where they come in and they're like, Oh God, uh, what do all these buttons mean? It's, you know, okay. I recognize, you know, here's this like pattern that I see repeated throughout the app. This interface is quite clean. I know what to do, you know, no matter where I'm at. Um, so that's definitely a, a big piece of feedback that we get as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's all purposeful, <laughs> you know, none of this happened by accident. You know, we, we incorporate, you know, adult learning principles into the design philosophy of it. Uh, we try and have the app be pretty familiar with current, um, you know, current and and frequently used applications in the in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not going to be something that looks like it came from Mars. You know, I mean this this looks like something familiar and and is very approachable. De- definitely, and one one thing I will say, and I'm sure he won't mind me saying this, is. Uh, one of my fellow directors, Sam, he's useless with technology, absolutely useless. <laughs> and when we first launched this app, um, he, he doesn't like change anyway. And I'm sure he won't mind me saying this. He does not like change. If I change a product out and he can't get on with it, oh, all hell will break loose. Um, <laughs> he probably won't talk to me for three weeks. So when I decided that we were doing this, it was a case of, you know, we do consult on a lot of things, but this wasn't consulted on. It was kind of, look, we need to do something. Let's try this out. Um, I was kind of scared a little bit of his reaction. Uh, and I was like, look, just try your best. You know, we'll we'll get around any issues. I said, and if we need to get yourself on a demo, I said, the guys will sort you something out. You'll tailor make it to how we do it. It's fine. Um, I think he's had one problem. And he, he, <laughs> he's the guy that just don't, doesn't do technology at all. Um, and... Yeah, he uploads his photos without issues and all sorts. I mean, the photos might not always be the best quality in terms of his actual photo skills, but, but, but the actual photos are there, so can't complain too much. So, yeah, there you go. He definitely doesn't do technology at all. So um, that just proves that, yeah, uh, how, how easy it is to use, mm-hmm. which, is, uh, which is great. 
Well, it's got to be. I mean, it's like, you know, I equate it to like Photoshop. Photoshop is an amazing system and platform, but that thing freaks me out to no end. I just cannot deal with the level of complexity of that program. So I am like, I just peace out. Man. I, just, I don't even deal with it. <laughs> it's too I, much. I was a whiz um, on that about 10 years ago, but it's all changed since then. So I have probably no idea. <laughs> yeah, I think the line that, that we're always trying to walk with your able is just, uh, you know, something in between being something that's very uh, comprehensive uh, without being overly complex. We want to kind of walk that line, continue to add features in, but do it in an intelligent way, in a purposeful way, um, in a way that will make sense to all of our current users and will still be a very easy thing for any new users to figure out. Um, so I think that's kind of been our, our design philosophy with everything. Definitely. Cool. Um, so um, I've got a few things that I just want to run through with with gone through quite a lot of these so it's just it's great because you've kind of listed off um quite a lot is there any um developments that are kind of key that you're kind of looking at that people have asked for well without going into too much detail (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i mean as you've seen craig uh, and anybody who is a current user of ours we're releasing updates pretty frequently um, that, that again is our goal. So um, it's not uh, unusual for us to be uh, releasing new things. So um, I would say the the next big thing um, that, that we're going to be working on uh, will be just adding even more automation to the process. Really, our goal is just to remove as much as possible from mm. your plates um, and, you know, throw that on the system, um, especially if you have a consistent, uh, you know, uh, experience that you want to take a customer through, uh, there's no need to keep doing the same thing over and over again. Let's get some systems in place to automate all of that. Um, so that cool. is the next big thing that we are going to be rolling out. Um, it'll likely be called workflows. Um, and, and it's basically just a way to automate your entire process. Um, so I'm sure within the next couple of weeks, we'll be putting out some teasers in the pro group. So you'll be able to see that and um, we'll definitely be talking about that in our uh, live session on the pro group. So stay awesome. tuned to that for anyone. <laughs> but a little cryptic. No, that's fine. No, I'm, I'm happy for you to do that. Right? <laughs> Just leave something there that, you know, people need to go and dive in. So that, that, I like that. Oh, we, yeah, we know exactly where we're taking your able. We know what it's going to look like two years from now. Um, so it's, it's quite purposeful how we do this hmm. and the, the pace that we try and do the big things. Yeah, we're we're also careful with that too. Like we don't mind releasing, you know, little updates because we get tons of requests. You see, oh, hundred percent, yeah, yeah. So like we get tons of little requests, and those are tiny little nuancey things that we're happy to go ahead and build in, um, because sometimes those little things, you know, they make a difference for a lot of people. Mm. But these big things, like what Chris is talking about, that required us to know that we were going to do that probably six months mm. ago and start building the foundational elements to enable us to be able to put it together and launch it now. Um, so in the development world, you got to have a pretty good eye for the future <laughs> and then back everything up to your current time because you got to build stuff now for something you're going to do six months from now. De- definitely, because, you know, and my previous um, job before this was in system uh, IT system management. So I kind of know that... You know, things take time to to implement as well. You, you can't just implement something overnight. You need to test it. You need to, you know, make sure there's no bugs and all that stuff. And yeah, okay, there are things oh. that slip through the net. We've seen it before. You know, where you've released an update on a Friday and on the Saturday morning there's another update. We've seen it. That's fine. That's life. It's not <laughs> the end of the world, is it? Yeah. Well, we can't think of everything once we get it out. Like, we got like over ten thousand users, right? So people use it in ways that we never anticipated. Honestly, it's an interesting process because, like, when we get that feedback, you know, the next day after we release an update, and we're like, "You're using it? How? Wow. Okay." <laughs> and so it really opens our eyes up to the multitude of ways that you're able to use. <laughs> That's good. Like I can give you an example that we just had today. Go for it. And this was something that I, I, I talked to Kyle and I'm like, I never in a million years would have even thought about this. 
So we've got a particular, it's a chain of kind of um, high frequency hand wash businesses in Canada. And they use the virtual shop for the online booking component. And they said, hey, we're having a problem where multiple people are able to book on the exact same time, even though, you know, we have our capacity set at X and they're booking over right over the top of it. We're like, well, how, how can that happen? They would literally have to book at the exact same time to kind of trick the system. And it's like, what are the odds of that happening? So when we tease this all back, we finally figured out that they've got customers that get into the system and they, they go through the process to claim a time, but then they never check out. So the systems kind of like reserve that time for them, but then other people go in and snag that time. Well, then that person decides to check out while they already had the time picked. It's like, we would have never thought of that contingency (laughs) ever. Right. And they're like, yeah, this happens all the time. And it's like, well, then we look at it and they're doing like 60 jobs a day. So it's absolutely conceivable that this would happen across like 10 different sites. So, So it's totally conceivable, but we would have never thought about that. So now Kyle's fixing that and I'll take care of those guys <laughs> tomorrow morning. You know, it's amazing. But 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 that you've just had a great example of how that the feedback that's come in, you found an issue, you've managed to link it down and then work to a resolution. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's it what we do. And th- this is where I was coming from before. So yes, there are free, you know, free apps out there. But you won't get this level of support mm-hmm. at all. There's probably paid apps out there that you probably don't get this level of support. Um, <laughs> I'll be honest. Yes, I can tell you that. We pay for a lot of things that we don't get anything like this. <laughs> yeah, what the hell? <laughs> I'm still waiting to talk to a live human being at an Intuit about QuickBooks. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, um, I think we'll um, kind of wrap up on that and we'll go into um, some Q&As that I've got. I'll just double check that I've had no more while I've been uh, on this call. Two seconds. Um, just while I'm doing that. No, we haven't. That's good. Um, so one of the frequent questions that I get asked is, um, can your able benefit me as a single operator only? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we get that question quite a bit too. And we built your able, uh, you know, to really cater to both ends of that spectrum, owner operators all the way up to massive shops. Um, and in fact, I would say we probably have more owner operators uh, using your able than, you know, the massive shops. Uh, and I think some people look at the, you know, automation as like, oh, well, like, I, you know, I don't have any employees that I need to like manage with that stuff. Um, but I, I think they don't think about themselves and, you know, freeing up time for themselves through automation, um, you know, spending less time uh, working in the business and more time working on the business um, and how that can help you grow your business and hire more people. And, you know, if you do want to. Um, so I think that, you know, the functionality that we have in your able is really more so catered to the owner operator because it really helps them. Um, to take things off their plate and ultimately grow their business. Yeah, it's the cheapest employee you're ever going to have. Right? And, and it never calls in sick, right? There's no HR problems. <laughs> you know, so it, it carries a pretty heavy load. So, yeah, owner operators absolutely love it. And I mean, we've got three different plans, too. Um, but, you know, some people think, well, owner operator, I should just get the basic plan. That's absolutely not true. Um, and I mean, I'm going to say this, and I know it's going to come off as like a salesy kind of thing. Everybody should be on the pro plan. That is the one that makes you the most money and enables you to deliver an unbelievable, you know, um, experience for your customers. So, you know, and easily 85% of our community is, is on the pro plan. So owner operators, as well as big, big shops, that's how that's, where people should be. Yeah, and I, I think there's a bit of a, a mindset shift that needs to occur. Um, I think a lot of times people think of, you know, these subscription fees as like a personal subscription, you know, like Netflix, that's like, what, 14 bucks a month or whatever it might be. Um, and then they see $100 a month and they're like, whoa, oh my God, that's enormous. I can't afford that. I would never pay that much for a subscription. 
Um, but I, I think you need to really shift your focus to thinking of it as more of a business expense rather than a personal expense. Um, and even more so than that, thinking of it as a business investment more than even an expense. This is something that will come back to you, make you money and help you grow your business um, and ultimately free up your time. So uh, I, I don't think the price point should really freak anybody out, um, especially since we've we've been quite purposeful in keeping that price point low. We want all three plans to feel approachable for everyone. Again, whether you're owner operator or a massive shop. Definitely. And what's quite good there is, and I know, I know this is what you're like anyway, Chris, but you've just answered another question that was underneath that. Perfect. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like you knew, um, but yeah, the, the, the question underneath that was, uh, what would you say to someone that says you're, you're, you're able is expensive for what it is. And you've kind of just answered that question. So I have, yeah. well, actually Perfect. I can add one more thing to that. Go because, for it. Uh, you know, with our pro users, uh, we do have a referral program within the pro user base. So each of our pro users has their own referral code. Um, and so if, you know, you are, you know, Craig, for example, you're having a conversation with somebody who's, you know, curious about your able, hasn't checked it out yet, maybe a little bit worried. Um, you have a referral code that'll give them a discount to get in there and, you know, get their feet wet. Um, and that'll give you a little bump. We want to reward you for, you know, chatting about your able and spreading the word. Um, so if that is something that, that is a concern and you know anybody in the you're able, you know, user base, uh, specifically the pro user base, then, you know, reach out to them, ask questions. I think a lot of our users are willing to chat about it and give honest feedback. Definitely. Um, and then, you know, they can always supply their referral code and, and you can go from there. It's, it's quite interesting. Um, we just had our uh, annual detailing show, Wax Stock over here. And the amount of people that come mm -hmm. up and uh, we had our first massive IDA booth there we were sat there signing people up and as we we're going through things we we're just having conversations about detail and stuff the amount of people that are using your your app that I never even knew and I was like <laughs> well, how did you come across this this is this is like the, oh, I've been using it for this I was like all oh, right how do you do this so it, it was a great talking point as well um which was great so yeah there's people that I've known for I don't know three four years that are now using it and i was like oh how did you find out about this and yes yeah other detailers <laughs> and other people mention it it's great um awesome. uh, it's been amazing because we really have never advertised it so like you know we're to a fault we we under promote ourselves right so it's really just been um i think there was a real need in the market number one so there was a bit of a void so we it, we, it kind of got pulled by the market um and I, th I think the other thing was people that got on board were so enthusiastic. Mm -hmm. um, they were really eager to have other, you know, friends of theirs mm -hmm. experience what it's like to like have a company run like really well, mm -hmm. you know. So that's been super, super fun to see unfold for us. Definitely. And um, Andrew um, Atom Detailing also uses this. Uh, this app like I like I do and um, we we work quite closely we've got a co couple of customers that go between each thing and some of the co customers have noted and just think it's just normality that these things happen <laughs> yes, obviously <laughs> both both businesses use things in this is similar way you know the reminders <laughs> and things and they're laid out pretty simple. so th their their perception of the detailing industry is just from one kind of you know process it's like oh is everybody's like this yeah. If everybody, you know, yeah. uses a system, then it's ultimately just elevating the entire industry um, and, and really giving a great perception to especially new consumers to these kinds of services. Definitely. So one of the other questions, and you've kind of bri briefly touched on this, is uh, when are you coming for a UK tour? Ooh. I Honestly, I don't know. We would love to come out there because we have a, a good amount of users out there. Mm. It's up to Boss Man over here. <laughs> hey, I was planning on going this year, and then I I can't remember what the heck happened because we were going to go over to Rackstop. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, the G Tech guys reached out mm -hmm. to us about doing some stuff over there too. So we we were going to do it, and I can't remember what the heck ended up happening. It was probably COVID related. <laughs> you know, because COVID is throwing us all, you know, off our game. Definitely. 
But yeah, you, you, you're gonna, you have to come and do something. Hey, cause click, click, back, hey let's, come into, let's yeah. just throw it out there. Let's just commit. 2023. That's We're it. able to her in the go UK. Twist my arm. We'll go on a European vacation. That, that, that question came into my inbox four times. So clearly the demand is there. I know. <laughs> That's awesome. Hey, we're going to be at SEMA. Um, so if, if anybody's coming over, we'd love to see you guys. Oh, my God. So sorry about the big dog. I've got Kyle's Great Dane over here right now. Um, but if anybody's coming over to uh, to SEMA this year, um, look us up. Oh, dang. Hey. <laughs> Craig, so much for your uh, perfect one take wonder here. That's fine. I'm leaving it all in. Hey, it's, it's it's all great. Just make, yeah, just make someone laugh. At you know, they'll be working away with a machine. A like, Where's it? It's a great game. <laughs> It'll be fine. But no, um, I don't know if um, we've got some guys. I think from the UK coming over to SEMA, but I think the majority are going to MTE next year. Okay. Um, I think they're well. We're trying, trying to get quite a bit of a group of us going. Um, so okay. that could be quite cool. But um, yeah. We'd love to see you over here and um, we can Absolutely. get something. Yeah, we're going to be on the main floor. We're sharing a booth with SB3 Coatings. Cool. Um, so, yeah, very thankful to Barry Thiel for giving us that opportunity. Um, otherwise, if we went on our own, they'd stick us off in some business yeah. management hall that basically looks like a closet that no one goes to. Right? So, so I went this was down a... that area. They didn't even have all the lights turned on. <laughs> no that'd be awesome and uh, obviously if anyone's going to see me they'll, they'll hear this and uh, come and see you there yeah cool well i've got two two questions that i kind of want to end on which is kind of what i'm going to do on to everybody and you can answer this individually if you want um but the, the first one is if you could give one bit of advice to any detail in business what would it be I don't know, Dad. I feel like you're uh, better equipped for this question. Oh, I'm 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 happy to take that. I, I would say um, be purposeful about how you position yourself in your market. Um, so that goes right down to you know the image that you put forth, how you dress, how you communicate, um, and the not necessarily related to the services that you offer, but more about the customer experience that you want to portray. Mm -hmm. uh, because that that positioning can set you apart within even a crowded market. And you can become well known for whatever it is you want to be known for. And then that will attract those or give you the ability to attract those target customers that you're looking for. Mm -hmm. So, you know, don't just throw up a shingle, at, you know, so to speak, and go for it. Um, be way more purposeful about how you want to enter the market and what you want to stand for. Mm -hmm. awesome. That's great. I, I, <laughs> I'm not going to top that one. I, I love that. One. <laughs> that's good. That, that's, that's fine. Well, maybe you can answer this one then. All right. What do you, yeah, you never know. What, what do you think the next big thing for the detail industry is? Ooh, actually, you know what? I do have a prediction on this. I, Go for it. I, I have seen some businesses do it, and it seems like an absolute goldmine. Branching away from, not necessarily away, but maybe building on the automotive services and branching into residential services. Um, it, it becomes a little bit of a uh, his and hers kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, you know, do you know his cool car, and then come in and do her house. Um, and we've seen businesses go out and they do ceramic coating for, you know, kitchens, uh, stainless steel appliances, bathrooms, like shower doors. Um, I've even seen a couple, a couple businesses, and this is a huge gold mine, um, forming relationships with, uh, like apartment complexes. They put up a brand new apartment complex and they hire you to come in and ceramic coat all the countertops, keep those clean. They have tons of people coming through. They want to keep those apartments looking as new as possible for as long as possible. Um, so I think branching off into the residential side of things is going to be a massive market. And I, I really encourage people to check that out um, because it's quite easy by just forming mm -hmm. relationships with your user base that you already have. Uh, I can guarantee anybody who's bringing in a nice car also has a pretty nice house. Um, and, and they would love to get services like that done, you know, in, in every aspect of their life. Awesome. 
I see. I, but... Fine. That's a fine answer, Chris. She's been she's been holding that in for a while. You can tell. She's like, yes. <laughs> well, because I'm like, like a small fraction of people that are doing that, and they're thriving. And I'm like, everybody should be doing this. <laughs> well, that's it now. So if it all takes yeah. off, it's because you mentioned it today. You so. know what? I should get a piece of this. Everybody who does this, they should pay me a little bit of a royalty for the idea. <laughs> 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 definitely cool so um just just as we uh finish up um just wanted to find out how the guys that listen to this can obviously find you on social media how they can book a demo with you chris because you know i'm sure that you can go and i know i've done one of these demos you go into literally every single bit and i probably need to do another one because so much has changed since i last did mine like two years ago um and um well, now we know. We actually don't get you on. We get your wife yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But you didn't, you didn't have all the tutorial videos then that you have now. That's so. true. Yeah, so we uh, obviously we have the live chat right on our website and right within the browser version of your able. So um, you can always reach out to us there. That's a very quick way to get in touch. Um, right on our website as well, we have a book a demo button that gets you directly on my schedule for a video call. Um, and I can take you through things in person. We're quite active on social media, especially on Facebook. So you can always reach out to us, you know, via our business page or through either one of our personal pages, either Michael Abens or Chris Abens. Um, we'll answer that pretty quickly as well. Um, and then, of course, any emails that are going out, you know, from your able during the free trial, uh, pretty much all of them have my contact information underneath. Um, at this point, you know, again, because of the relationships that we've formed, um, I have people that will shoot me text messages um, and just ask questions that way. And, and that's totally fine, too. We, we, again, try to remain as accessible as possible. Uh, you can reach out to us by whatever means makes most sense for you. For our international users, I have WhatsApp uh, that you can reach me on just using that same phone number. Um, so, yeah, reach out by any means possible and, and we're happy to chat. Cool. Awesome. Well, thank you very much, guys, for um, being my first guest. And what guests, you know, to have as our first live episode. I mean, yeah, we've had a few teething problems with a dog barking and Michael disappearing to his uh, computer. You know, that that just, that's life, isn't it? We come across these little uh, little gems. So cool. So thank you very much for... Well, thanks uh, for having us on. No, I really more, appreciate the opportunity, Craig. You're, you're more than welcome. And maybe we visit this again in six months and see how far you've grown in in that, <laughs> that piece again. And, you know, uh, might do a Q&A or something like that. We'll, we'll try and do something. Maybe here. we can do it live from a pub. Oh. Right over there. Definitely. UK <laughs> Tour 2023. You, you, you've said it now, so that's it. Yeah. I've, I've said it. It's going to happen. Yeah, that's it. Okay, for all you at home, thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed listening, then don't forget to rate us on your favourite podcast platform and share us across your social media. If you have a topic you want us to cover or would like us to take part in the show with us, uh, you can contact us by email at podcast at thedetailintectives.co.uk or drop us a message on social media. We'd definitely love you to get you involved. Until next time, stay safe, stay positive. You've been listening to the Detailing Detectives podcast with your host, Craig Brigham. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to follow us on social media and subscribe so you don't miss any future shows we release.